If you're looking for The Coffee Podcast, the podcast about coffee, you're in the right place. This is our introductory episode. Today it's August 9th, 2017, and this introductory episode was recorded almost two years ago. As you can imagine, we've learned a lot since, and there's a lot of content coming after this. We want to encourage you to feel free to jump around, to jump in and out of episodes you want to listen to, and we're going to keep pumping out that content. We want to thank you for your support early on, if you're a first-time listener. And we hope that you uh, have a great time. So, happy brewing. Let's get back to it. You are tuned in to The Coffee Podcast. I am your host, Weston Peterson. And joining me today, Jesse Hartman. Hey, guys. Hey, I'd like to start by thanking all of you sincerely for the early support. It is encouraging to see how receptive the community of coffee lovers on Instagram is of our project. Also... Huge thanks and shout out to Coffee Shots for partnering up with The Coffee Podcast for our Chemex giveaway. The winner will be announced at the end of the show, so be sure to stay tuned. Absolutely, stay tuned with us today. Uh, I'm also excited. You know, this is just kind of a, a talking point for Wes and I for a little bit, and we finally decided to kind of jump on jump on this thing, and it's really exciting to see. Just, just last week, it was an idea. That's true. And and today it's a thing. So. Yeah. Maybe it had something to do with that wildly spicy pizza. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, so to, to get started, I would like to kind of bring our attention to uh, a brief backstory, how we got into coffee. Um, so Jesse, you were telling me that you started at the Green Machine. Yeah. They so <laughs> yeah, I, I call it the Green Machine. Uh, some people call it Six Bucks. Some people call it Charbucks. You know, these these names, it can be funny at times, but... We like to be inclusive here, and uh, and you got to start somewhere. And for me, it was in coffee, at least. Well, in a sense, my career started at Starbucks. I started drinking coffee a lot, a lot younger. Um, in fact, um, I remember my first cup of coffee. I drink it. My dad handed it to me. It was in a little uh, little milk container cup. He had kind of scooped it into his coffee, and I I drank it with cream. And it was like like know, a milk carton, like, like a like, like, a like the little. Like the little uh, milk, what do you call those little cups? The little milk cups with the paper paper top and you peel it off and it's like, that's not refrigerated. Milk box? Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there knows right. what I'm talking about. They well, are screaming definitely at Definitely comment the on, the, uh, on the Instagram post after this. We, we want to know what that is called. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I got started at Starbucks and... You know, uh, it was really, it was really for me exciting at the beginning. Um, I hadn't really had my first cup of specialty coffee until while I was working at Starbucks, actually. And so, um, you know, it's a good place to start. Um, and even before that, I, I was drinking coffee, um, thanks to my roommates out of, uh, different kinds of coffee mechanics. Um, like, uh, we talked about this before the pot brewer or what? Well, the mocha pot. The mocha pot, percolator. that's right. The percolator. And, uh, and man, like, you know, small beginnings for sure, but... Um, now, that's where you started? That was your first cup of specialty coffee? You know, I wouldn't even say that was specialty coffee, yeah. but it was the first time I'd seen coffee prepared for me in mm. such a such a uh, service-like way, in such a, um, 
sort of high quality way. And I felt, you know, the experience was a lot of my overall feelings towards the coffee was, mm. wow, that kind of took more effort than normal. It was ground fresh and those sorts of things. And, that, and that's kind of like the whole fun about it to me is, is the process, the method, you know, the, the daily habitual routine of grinding and pouring and smelling and tasting, you know, it, it's very almost relaxing. It's kind of like a, a good staple every morning. Yeah, to start I, with. I think for people who who are on the on the third wave train, um, a lot of it for them is the process. A lot of you know, a lot of the reasons we go to the third wave shops or specialty shops is because we like to see baristas behind the bar, you know, properly preparing our, our drinks either on the espresso machine or on the slow bar or or however they're doing it and and there's a lot to say about that and and we'll talk more about that uh, probably in different episodes about the preparation mm. and, and the way that looks in a cafe mm. um, but certainly that that's what kind of sparked my interest um, what, what about you no it's funny you mentioned the mocha pot because that's actually uh, my humble beginnings was with the Bailetti six cup mocha pot is and, that right yeah uh, I just got the, you know, picked up some beans from Whole Foods, ground it up in my dad's old electric, you know, grinder. It wasn't even a burr grinder. It was one of those electric blade grinders. Right. Just kind of pulverized it, turned it into coffee dust. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I started. I would, you know, drink about four four cups of these, you know, little like homemade espresso shots a day. Um, I actually got into it from this Italian guy. I was working at this home furnishing store at the time and this uh italian guy walks in and he's like looking at our coffee selection and he he looks down the ground and that's where they were the bailettis and he's like out of everything in the store that is the best brew method you guys have so that day with my little 25 percent discount i bought it and uh kind of started down this coffee venture so yeah that's that's it's really wild how you know uh i've worked in a few different shops now and a few different kind of environments and uh, the people that are really passionate about coffee, you can you can tell the ones that are just in it currently because it's just kind of the job they have. And then there's the many who are very passionate. And, uh, you know, I would love to hear even from our listeners, maybe in the comments, either on Instagram or uh, on the WordPress, like, you know, where were your beginnings? Like, wh- where are you at in coffee right now? And why do you like it or, or what got you into it? And that would be a good thing to kind of discuss maybe online even. For sure. And it's funny going. to see the uh how coffee moves you in in a certain direction um especially for us being in the coffee industry right um you know when i was 13 years old i would have never thought that you know i'd be working in coffee to the extent that i do now right and and kind of, let, let's go ahead and talk about that um because you and i are kind of on different ends of of coffee well in, we in met at the same end like when That's we true. when we met we were both baristas yeah at second wave coffee shops. Yep. And we had this vision for third wave, but it was just not really. We were definitely at home. We were specialty coffee. Oh, we were homebrewers. We were homebrewers at yeah. heart. Represent. Um, represent, that's right. <laughs> Hello, hashtag homebrew. Um, and, and you and I really got along over those things, but, you know, I really stuck around and ended up in a, in a really great shop in town uh, for specialty coffee. And you have taken quite a different route uh, into mm. coffee trading. And right. I, f- I feel like, you know, we, bro- we both have something to offer. Um, but I think 
what you're going to be talking about and your experiences are going to be a little more novel for people because mm-hmm. they're they're not used to knowing or or hearing about where coffee's actually coming from or thinking about the fact that it's you know on a ship in the ocean for how long 30 days 30 days you see so these so these sorts of things um i hope our listeners and even myself i'm going to be extremely excited to discuss these things and and to learn more um but uh did did you want to touch on the trading at all now or kind of give give us a feel for for what you're doing so at at serengeti trading um i head up the quality control department where uh, my job is to grade, roast, cup, and approve or reject samples. Um, And it's funny because every sample that we receive represents 43,000 pounds of coffee. Good gravy. um, Yeah, I mean, pretty much from like the morning I I walk in and and when I leave, I'm roasting coffee, cupping it, uh, tasting it, and uh, grading it, which is... You know, and it's a different approach to coffee than when I had as a as a barista, because the production side is kind of what got me into coffee. Uh, you know, the the brewing and the espresso and the latte art, and uh, just being able to talk to consumers about coffee. You know, was something that you know I look forward to. But now, um, just going into a cupping lab, I'm, it's completely solitude. You know, it's just me in the coffee. I, I walk through it. Every step of the way, I, I have it green. I, I hold it in my hands. I feel moisture level. I look at the defects, um, and then I throw it in, and I watch it go through different stages of roasting, um, grinding, pouring, smelling. I get to break the cups. And it's it's kind of like a more secluded approach into coffee, but it's definitely more, to me, personal. Um, because you'd be surprised kind of like how uh, you know, your expectations are changed just by cupping 10 brazils on a table right and there's like just a few that kind of pop out for whatever reason right um yeah and and i think even those sorts of things uh you know baristas are going to develop their palate um and specialty coffee hopefully you know they're cupping and they're mm. the shop they're with is like encouraging cupping i, I hope that's something that's happening um but for you you're cupping you know the the same the same coffee over and over and well, over. And I'm glad you brought that up because um, it's kind of like I'm using my palate for a different um, reason now. Where before I was trying to identify uh, notes mm-hmm. like, um, you know, blackberry, uh, you know, apple acidity, um, you know, caramel body and whatnot. But now uh, a majority of my job is, is hunting for defects. There we go. Okay. So that is a very defined difference between what you do when you're tasting coffee during Mm -hmm. your job and what I'm doing. You know, I have to somehow convey to, to, you hope that we did our job, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. (laughs) But I think it goes beyond that. I think, you know, um, there is something to say about each process you go further down the line, the coffee kind of loses something. But, um, I think from the roaster, if it's a good roaster, they're going to give you tasting notes that you're going to be able to find. Uh, as a barista when you're tasting it and so I think you know we could go off the deep end here but when baristas are tasting a coffee and saying I just don't taste that there must be something wrong with the coffee I would say or they think it's themselves or well, their palate well, isn't quite developed but. And, and I would say you know it's probably a mixture of things but I would be very careful to quickly blame the roaster for for mm. su- such a thing and, and really well, taste is so subjective it, it I mean can, we've it, got a team of four people in the yeah. lab 
and three people might pick up ferment in a cup and one person just flies right by it you know so we all kind of keep each other accountable yeah yeah, yeah. in that sense but mm -hmm. yeah well we'll talk more about cupping um mm. uh, we'll probably have a whole episode on on how to taste coffee or you know what's proper and, and all the ideas that go with that that'll be fun um but uh you know something we do need to talk about something we know i'm certain our listeners are going to care about is uh home brewing mm. i think um, we could just kind of start the conversation now. This is going to be an ongoing, um, probably theme. Kind of theme and yeah, theme in the podcast, uh, because home brewing is really important. Home brewing is where you're going to learn a lot of things. If you're not a barista in a shop, if you're not trading coffee, if you're not, you know, in coffee in the industry, then home brewing is where you're going to learn the most information. And, and hopefully here as we, as we kind of walk through, uh, what's going on in the home brewing world and what kind of equipment should you buy and mm. what kind of water and all that. So, um, I know you, you had some things you want to talk about. So well, easily with home brewing, it becomes your favorite cafe. Um, I believe actually when, when we met, that was my slogan, you know, it's like my favorite shop is in my kitchen because no, I mean, you get to a point where you've got your, your brew ratio, you've got your, you know, grind setting, you've got your brew time and, and it's all like customized to your palate, to your taste, how you like to do things. And you go to another shop or you go um, to another buddy's house for a cup and it's just not the same. And, and what I said earlier back in the episode, it's, it's the preparation to me that is so captivating. That, you know, that's going to generate a lot of a lot of good conversation for sure about about what is lost in a cafe. Um, mm. uh for the sake of quantity, um, but that's that's for another time. But yeah, I agree with you. I think some of the some of the best cups of coffee have been in my kitchen. But I I cannot overlook the fact that the best cup of coffee I ever had was uh, at a local shop here in town. Um, so uh, you know, it it really depends on the shop. I think I think some shops really put in the effort and mm -hmm. can give you the home the home feel if if you're if your skills are, are developed, you're going to know when you go to a shop, like whether or not that barista cared about your cup of coffee. Well, and, and I don't know if it's just me, but coffee to me is more than just a flavor and a taste. Um, you know, coffee to me is an entire experience. It's a sensory experience that in a cafe you tend to lose. It's more of like the hustle bustle, um, you know, home office users, um, just you know, people looking for their caffeine fix, but with me, coffee—it's—it's it's the prep. It's—it's it's doing it myself. It's you know, kind of like why I like this job, um, quality control. It's just me and the coffee. We get to sit down and have a conversation. You know, I get to dine, wine and dine my own my own origins. Um, to me, you know, I can have a coffee that isn't as good, but I had most of the fun in preparing it. Right. Right. You see, for me, for me, it definitely is like I get excited going to new cafes and, and things like that. But let's touch more on the on the home brewing. Uh, so tell me, Wes, what is your favorite way uh, right now at home to brew coffee? Oh, well, that's a hard one. Um, favorite, I would not say, but most habitual would be my V sixty. Um, just. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that look. Uh, I I love my V60. You know, I I, I got the uh, I got the Alto Air from the UK, and it's just easy. I just throw on my filter. I already have my ratios down, and it makes me great coffee all the time. 
Uh, usually it's V60 on the weekdays and uh, Chemex on the weekend. I'll do a wave here or there, um, but yeah, for me, my go-to right now is the V60 and it has been for, for quite a while. So, okay, Wes, um, let's touch on this really quick because some people listening to our podcast might just now be getting into coffee. Mm-hmm. Walk me through your process. Like, like you don't need to give me ratios, but just kind of walk me through what are you doing in your in your kitchen Ooh. as you get ready for to brew coffee, et cetera, et cetera. And let's give some some new listeners or some beginners in coffee some idea of what they should be trying to do in their in their own environment. What I would recommend for anyone starting to to homebrew themselves or even people who've done it for a while is you definitely want to have a consistent water source. Um, and that's not not a lot of people think about that too often, but when I was first getting started, I used to use, you know, filtered water from my fridge. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that sometimes using the same ratio, same grind setting, same brew time, I would have completely different results. And uh, one day it kind of just struck me. I was like, you know, sometimes my water, just when I'm drinking it straight, tastes a little different one day than the next. Hmm, interesting. And that's so I did, well. some, I did some digging on some uh, coffee farms and I found that a lot of people suggest spring water. So, I mean, it's cheap. You get two gallons for five bucks, and it, it completely revolutionized the way I, I enjoy coffee at home. Right, and, and let's pause right there um, to give our listeners some perspective. And uh, So, there is something to say about pure water. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely want your water filtered in some manner, but the, the part that's kind of counterintuitive with brewing coffee is you want minerals back in it. Right. And so, that is why I mean I believe that mineral water is a great op- a great option for the home brewer because you know it's cheap like you said and and you're getting the you know a good amount of minerals in there which minerals help with extraction exactly out the enzymes and we can talk a lot more about that, that water that's co- just a water rabbit hole right there rabbit uh, hole but, but yeah okay def- keep walking us through definite us emphasis through. on your water and, and I feel like just just that that one change you'll definitely notice a difference. Second, um, I would I would invest in a grinder. Um, you know, it, whether you're getting your, your coffee ground at a cafe by your local barista or you've got a little electric grinder, I would just, I would start with getting yourself maybe a hand burr grinder. Um, I know Hario has got a few that are pretty cheap. And if you really want to invest, you know, some quality into coffee, I, I would highly recommend a Barazza Encore at the, at the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is just going to give you even um, or more even particle distribution. It'll give you more of an even extraction. All right. Okay. And... Okay. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> some of our listeners are like, yeah, yeah. And some of them are like, what? What? Wait, particle? What? And so, so yeah, yeah. So grinder, why does grinder matter? Grinder okay. matters. Let me, let me, let me give you, let me give you. So I'm at home, Wes, and I'm, and I'm brewing coffee yeah. and I have, I have a, a, a blade grinder and it's, mm. it's chopping it up. And, okay. and what's wrong with that? So with the blade grinder, um, you're very you're getting really inconsistent particles. So uh, a lot of the, the content you're getting is dust, which um, it over extracts in your brew, and you're getting a lot of chunks, which under extracts. Which it if you look at it all, it comes out to an uneven extraction okay and that's the word we want to look at is uneven extraction so when you're doing like a burr grinder you're trying to get the most consistent particle size because consistent particle size means a more even extraction 
Right. Which is, right. So. Well, and and hone in on the word extraction. You are going to hear that one mm. a whole lot. <laughs> Wait, that's like one of the first things I talk about with Brees as I'm training is, hey, are you thinking about extraction? Because you better. Well, be. no, because now extraction is a number on a refractometer. No, so you got no. to be, be very careful oh, when you bring up extraction, especially to a barista. Well, but, okay. <laughs> now, uh, we're just, now we're just falling yeah, off. Yeah, we are falling off hard. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't noticed yet, coffee is very science. Mm. Very science. You know, there's so many things going on. Uh, so if you're just now getting into it, you're in for a great ride. If you've been into it for a while, you know you still have a lot to learn, uh, as do we. Oh, yeah. But so, okay, so we've talked about water. We've talked about uh, the grinder. It's important to have a grinder that right. is going to hopefully crush the coffee. Exactly. Into, into even particle size. Yeah. yeah, even particle size, so that you have a, a even particle size that you can now put into your brew method, right. which is what, what you were talking about with your V60. Mm. Um, so say, okay, so you've got, what do you, what are you doing now? So, so order of operations here. So an order of operations now, after we've finished grinding our coffee, now we haven't even talked, we haven't even touched a base on coffee. That can just be a whole another episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, but at this point I would always preheat my filter, um, just wash that filter through, or if you're using a French press, um, make sure that you preheat your vessel. You really want to have like your glass like the same, you know, temperature and uh, right. <laughs> I hate the French press people. I'm sorry. You know, and, and you just PC, dude. PC. PC. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's because maybe it's because it's Starbucks, and I don't hate Starbucks. It, I I don't. But it's Starbucks. It's like every time we got a new coffee, and it was French press, and. Something stuck with me, and and maybe that's why. But I just you know there's there's like definitely there's definitely some credit to full immersion extraction, and I don't think full immersion should be condemned in any way. Right, uh, which is why I have a clever, a clever or an AeroPress right. or a siphon. Those are fun if you really want to get kind of sciency and. and Get but, into chemistry. We, we're kind of really skipping over the best one, though, aren't we? Oh, oh, what is that? The best one would be the Kalita Wave okay. 185. Here we go. I'm just saying, <laughs> all right, people, listen up. All right, I'm not, I'm not actually that snobby, but I kind of am about this. So yeah. the Kalita Wave, to me, has produced the most consistent cup um, across the board. Uh, I, I had the great opportunity to go down uh, downtown um we have a coffee shop in town called Houndstooth and they do cuppings and this cupping was very interesting because we cupped the same exact coffee at the same temperatures and, and everything consistent except for the brew method. It was the Chemex, it was the Clever, and it was the Kalita Wave. Let me just interrupt you right there. You are not cupping coffee when you do that. Oh, I said, I'm sorry, I said cupping. Okay, normally it's a cupping, but the, the point of it is it was a tasting. A tasting. It was a tasting. So... You know, we're, we're there tasting, and, and, and we have it lined up. And what was wild, what was just blew my mind, is the fact that it wasn't so much the taste that was winning at the beginning when you first tasted each cup. It was the aroma that kicked in. And I'll tell you this, the Chemex one with the aroma. The Chemex had the, the most interesting aroma, and, and the science behind that is there for sure. I can't go into it, but... Were they using Chemex bonded filters? I, you know, I don't actually know. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't look up. 
uh, look into that too closely. Um, but the fact of the matter is they used a Chemex and the Chemex was the most noticeable in fragrance and aroma at the very beginning. Mm. And then, and then as it cooled, it kind of lost its jazz and the Kalita wave had a very good aroma at the beginning and it consistently kept its flavor throughout the brew. Now, I don't know why that is, but I can assume I can, I can kind of gather my thoughts and think, well, the Kalita is a flat bottom brew. You know, it's, it's a flat bottom with the three holes at the bottom. And I really think that that uh, makes the makes the brew so much more consistent. I think the extraction is a lot more consistent across the board. Well, and when you have that flat body instead of like the uh, the the cone, you're kind of adding a a little bit of a of an immersion process at the bottom, right? Uh, and and that's the first thing when I got my my Kalita wave is I noticed um, the mouth feel of the coffee was definitely more lipid, right? Fat, creamy. Um, and in fat is and actually on the on the SCAA flavor wheel now as of this year. Wait, fat, fat, F A T. Oh, because of of, of bulletproof coffee. Mm, you know, it's it's a it's a flavor. <laughs> um, I taste butter. Kind of, but in the industry, we've always referred to it as mouthfeel. Um, and, and with the Kalita Wave, because of that flat bottom, you definitely get more of like an immersion, which definitely affects the mouthfeel. But I wouldn't go as far to say that the Wave is the best option out there. The yeah. wave wasn't even here this time two years ago. So, you know, if we're going to like, if we're going, you know, best brewing method, I'd, I think Chemex would have to go down in the books. Oh, yeah. The Chemex. Dr. Oh, Schlumbaum, man, I, 1941. I've got a story about the Chemex. Oh, I don't, I don't we're know gonna if have we to have wait. Time. We're going to have to wait oh, till next episode. Man. Okay. Because we are going to wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to have to. Man, it's amazing how talking about coffee just just goes by quickly so anyway if you guys have been paying attention to our to our instagram and uh in our wordpress we've been talking about a chemex giveaway yes the Um, chemex giveaway i have all the contestants here on a randomizer app and i'm going to shuffle it up and while he's shuffling i i do want to touch base and say thank you um thank you for tuning in thank you for partaking in the Chemex giveaway. Thank you uh, for listening to the end here. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, or if you're interested on being on the show, please feel free to message us. Um, the email is info.thecoffeepodcast at gmail.com or direct message us on our Instagram page. Uh, we're more than happy to pursue any any questions that that are uh, presented to us. Definitely. And, so let's let's get to it. People are waiting here. And here is the result. Drum roll. And Charlie underscore Luke, you have just won a four cup Chemex with filters. Man, congratulations. Hashtag, hashtag filter. Hashtag winner. Hashtag this is awesome. Awesome. Now, how about you send us your details in a DM or email us at uh, the coffee podcast at gmail.com and we'll be sure to ship that out ASAP. Well, thank you, Luke, and thank you to the rest of our listeners. Uh, Unfortunately, we are out of time for the first episode, but we are more than excited. And we will be back. We will definitely be back. Catch us next week for the second release of The Coffee Podcast. Happy brewing.